Words of consequences, in the real world anyway. This is TFG Unbuttoned. It's the Focus Group Unbuttoned with Tim Bennett and John Nash, an off-the-cuff take on politics, pop culture, and current events. Hello, everybody. Tim Bennett here with my good friend and co-host, Mr. John T. Nash. This is TFG Unbuttoned. We're here every Tuesday. It's our 20-minute podcast where John and I share three stories that caught our eye during the week, and we'd like to share them with you. Thanks to our friends at Critics' Choice Video for bringing us to you each week. You can find us at focusgroupradio.com. You can also find a link to Critics' Choice Video there. Be sure to click on them and start shopping away. So, Mr. Nash, this is the all-important week of the inauguration. Thank well, God. tomorrow. Tomorrow is the inauguration. Yes. Wednesday. Yes. We've all been waiting for so, so long. Oh, my God. In fact, um, I was saying to friends, we saw uh, friends, Pat and Gary, for dinner on Wednesday night, or sorry, Saturday night. And um, we're like, boy, it's only January, um, you know, 15th or 16th, and it feels like a year. (laughs) With all the stuff that's happened between New Year and now, it's like, how much more can you compress into like a, you know, a 10 day or 15 day period, right? Yeah, I saw it was it was funny because I was wandering around. I'm I'm down at uh down in Delaware and I saw some Christmas wreaths and things out and I thought, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe people still have their Christmas stuff out." And I thought, "Well, really, it's only what the second weekend or a little more than the second weekend to January." So people should be starting to put those things away, but it does feel like we're pushing like, "Let's get to spring. <laughs> let's let's move this year forward." But then of course we find out that um, maybe Operation Warp Speed might not have been so warped because all of this stockpile of vaccines doesn't exist. And so I guess I was wrong. Several shows back, I thought maybe we'd all be vaccinated in the in the early spring and you would you said uh not so fast and uh turns out mr nash you might be right because there's not <laughs> not so many vaccines vaccines hanging around but uh, yeah the, the, the problem is the last mile you know we've yeah. y- you talk to a cable company or a phone like anybody who wires things they'll say the most complex part is the last mile and that would be the the thing that goes from the pole to your house because each one has to be done individually and it's the same of getting these shots in people's arms and you know, uh, here in, in New York State, they announced some of these vaccine centers run by various hospital groups. And I saw in the Times the other day that one of them, um, if you actually were successful in booking an appointment, in many cases, you were looking at something that was 14 to 16 weeks down the road. So you do the math on that and you're like, oh, my God, that's like three months, <laughs> February, March, April. So. Everything that um, Dr. Fauci said at the end of uh, 2020 is probably going to be true. And he said in sometime in November, he goes, we'll be kind of back to normal at this time next year. So I'm looking forward to the fall and to next year's Thanksgiving because we might have already had the shot by then. And who knows what's going to happen in between then. But I, I do think it's going to take quite a while to roll this all out. Yeah. So it's um, so well, yeah. So better days are ahead, and uh, that's what we have to look forward to. So uh, we have three three stories this week. The first one, um, some of you may have seen this in the press, but John and I often talk about how corporations usually lead the way, and, and kind of our tease in terms of words have consequences um, are related to this story. So the headline is, Golfer Justin Thomas says gay slur and anger after missing a short putt. So Justin Thomas is a golfer with a PGA. He was a former number one player. 
He's won 13 tournaments. He was golfing in the uh, Century Tournament last week in the Tournament of Champions in Hawaii, and he had missed a short putt. And he was caught on Mike, and when he missed the putt, he called himself a faggot. And obviously was picked up on the mic and went across on the uh, on the cable network on the Golf Channel and probably one of the other networks that was was covering it. And then obviously um, there was pushback uh, and that in criticism. And then he lost some sponsors, uh, namely one of them, Ralph uh, Ralph Lauren, who dropped him and said it was inexcusable. He of course then did his mea culpa and apologized for the whole thing. My question to you, John, is the fact that he called himself that. Is that different than him calling somebody else that? I th- I thought about that. I actually um I really did think about that. Um you know, we say our we say a lot of things to ourselves under our breath when we're talking to ourselves or let's say you're doing something like you're running or any you know, the I don't know. Yeah, I I do think it was bad. I I don't I don't utter things under my breath that are racist or um uh like de- derogatory. Like I, I know he was calling himself a faggot, but what does that really mean? That means he was saying, I'm not up to snuff. I'm not doing something correctly. I'm not, you know, top of the heap or whatever. I'm not performing at my best today. Therefore I'm a faggot. So I, I did think that that was not a cool thing to say. And, 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 you know, it's like someone said in, in the article the other day I was reading, it's the things that people say when they don't think they're being listened to that count the most. <laughs> And I think this one ranks up there as like, you know, being, being, you know, something he never thought it would be overheard, but he probably says it to him. I'm, I'm guessing he says it to himself a number of times, right? Calls himself a faggot a lot. Well, if he did it that one time, it was, that was not an anomaly. <laughs> you know, you had to put those words together. His brain's done it before. And you know, in previous shows, we've talked about the power of habit and how a lot of the things we do are in fact little modules of memory that gets slotted in so he's done this before it just never was never picked up on a mic and he was self-denigrating so somehow we say oh all right well he's making fun of himself but still the use of the term implies less than because he was being less than the best and so what right. he's what he pull out of the air oh i think i'll use this word yeah so the, so he um so uh ralph uh ralph lauren apollo pulled their their sponsorship he'd been with them since uh 2013 so I'm sure it's a pretty good and prestigious uh, sponsorship he lost. And they also said last year, golfer Scott Piercy also was dropped by several sponsors because he had posted a homophobic meme about Pete Buttigieg, uh, who you remember was running for oh, yeah. as a presidential candidate. Also posted something about the whack jobs, the Q- QAnon people, which um, we found out recently, obviously, that is... Uh, whew, Enough of I, that. I don't even know where to go. <laughs> With that, I mean, it's crazier than Scientology. Mm-hmm. So, um, so there you go. And so that words have consequences and people are being held accountable for it. And once again, the business world is leading the way because apparently words don't seem to have consequences in our government. And um, so we'll just leave that there. Um, our second story, and um, this one I kind of laughed at. It says, auction bids are topping $57,000 for a rare $20 banknote with a Del Monte sticker on it. And I laughed about it because I always remember the Del Monte. My grandmother always got those Del Monte cans. I don't remember me buying any Del Monte canned goods 
Maybe never. Maybe maybe peaches or something. Have you ever bought any? Have you bought Del Monte? Sure, changes? sure. Have you? Yeah, but but not these are. This wasn't from a can. Good. This came off of something like a banana or um. It was some. It was some produce uh, produce product because the sticker actually says, if I'm not mistaken, I think it says Ecuador. On yeah, the top it does of say it. Ecuador. You're right. Um. So that kind of either it got peeled off a plantain or a banana or something that was transportable that, that you would like slap that on. Cause you've seen bunches of bananas at the grocery store where they'll maybe have a Del Monte sticker on it. So what happened was this bill, uh, apparently our currency goes through three different stages of printing. I think it's the back, it's the front. And then the last stage of printing, at least uh, if it's still done this way, is the serial number and the seal of the uh, treasury uh, that goes over that 20 on the right-hand side of Jackson. This sticker must have been put on somewhere between the printing of the front and the printing of the serial number. And as a result, they call it a, um, what was the, what was the, uh, the word they used for this? It had a special name. Oh, an obstruction, an obstructed air. So apparently these things have popped up, but this bill is a, is singularly unique because the serial number is printed directly over the Del Monte thing, which means it went through the final stages of printing and, and it came out of an ATM machine that some kid got a 20 at a college somewhere one day, like, wow, look at this. And he sold it back then for 10 grand, right? Yeah. And they said that when people get these and they realize that there is a mistake, that they'll either be smart enough to sell it and get anywhere between a hundred or a thousand bucks for it. But what usually happens is people might not even notice and it gets used at the store to buy something and then the bank will usually take it and then it's taken out of circulation unless somebody's smart enough to realize that people do collect these things. But this one apparently has been sold, I think, three different times. It came out of the facility in Fort Worth. And um, I checked with a, a friend of ours that we both know at the uh, Federal Reserve who is well aware of this and kind of laughed about it to a certain extent to say that they were aware that these things do happen. And that um, they thought initially at one time, and, and this is what it says in the CNN uh, in the CNN piece, that somebody might have slipped it in and or they were trying to um, do a test to see if this new uh, software that they were doing could pick up uh, an obstruction that was com that was happening during the printing um, printing um, process versus people doing it with the the eye of just looking at the at the currency and. Um, but yeah, I can't imagine spending that kind of money. I guess if you had all the money in the world and you were a collector of something, but can you imagine spending $57,000 for this $20 bill with this Del Monte sticker on it? Um, no, because the bill is actually only really worth $20. $20. <laughs> I mean, there's you, you could go into a store and pay for something, but you're not going to get 57000 worth of merchandise. So this is definitely one of those this reminds me actually of um, stamp collectors too. Yeah. Like there's famous stamps where like something's printed upside down by accident. And there's only five in the world. So I guess it's really that kind of thing, right? It's the, it's the unique quality of something that is in circulation in high numbers, but it's so rare to have something like this happen. They, 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 they kind of think it was basically a joke or a test, as Tim said, because the one guy at the end said, for this to make it so far through the process and onto the printing floor, you have to believe it was done on purpose. Right. Meanwhile, you and I still have to revive our campaign to, for people to spend their twos, right? We've got to talk to – you think the Federal Reserve maybe will sponsor the show and we can say we, we want to bring back the two. Now, we know a lot of twos are being made. What, millions, hundreds of millions of twos are still being made. People don't really use them. When's the last time you got change of a two? 
Never. Well, I, I never, but I do give it out, and I've used up my last two. I know. I we it. have to use our twos again. We have to get two. So maybe the we'll Federal Reserve, you and I could do a campaign of twos again. Well, I just, I, I gave my last two to um, my friend Mike's kid, Alex, who's like six. And, you know, they kids love twos yeah. because if you tell them they're lucky and you, you store it for the future or use it for a toy someday. You well, know? You, had, you had the lucky twos out at the, uh, the Abbey. People love That's the two. Right. Uh, the strippers did. Yeah. Richard and I were paying with with breakfast down here at, at one of the restaurants with twos at uh, the Royal Treat for for breakfast, and the woman started crying because she said, "Oh God, you're you're it's it's a message from my dad." She said, "My dad always paid in twos, and I was just thinking about my dad, and here you guys come up and pay for twos. It's my dad saying hello, and oh my God, everybody's crying." And um, so it's funny. So and she was saving all the twos and she saved them up at the end of the summer. She said she had saved them all up and she was giving them to the kids at Christmas. I said, you know, you could go to the bank and get some twos. <laughs> but I know, I know, you know, and that thing about the, what she said about it was a message from her dad. I yeah. remember when my father had passed away and I found there was a series of events over a week period where I was finding a lot of change and it was mostly dimes. Yes. And um, I remember on the train, this was back when we were on Sirius Satellite Radio and I was taking Amtrak up to the house and a conductor I knew very well named Jill was Sweetheart. I mentioned this to her without even, you know, pausing. She just says, oh, your dad's telling you everything's going to be okay because that, that's the way they do it. They make, they put dimes in your path. <laughs> it's like, oh, and, and they're about a week, it just stopped after a week and I haven't found the dime since, but odd, right? You know, it was funny you told me that and I remember right after that had happened, I had a cousin that passed away and the same thing exactly. And you told me that story. And I remember I got off the, out of my car from the train and coincidence or not, what's lying there, a dime, mm. which, you know, I, that stuff to me just is always very weird. Right. Or is it just, oh, coincidental? Yeah. no, no, I, I think it's, I think it's up there. <laughs> yeah. This, this last story you had found and, and uh, this was sent to me by one of our, uh, our listeners, Brian, and uh, you had read this story, and you actually probably know a lot, a lot about this because you're a big fan of, of animation, and this is a claymation series. But it's new children's show about a man with the world's longest willy is giving people 2020 vibes, it says. But this is about a new children's show that's airing in Denmark. I'm not so sure it could ever be shown here. But it's about a man with this very large um, penis that's a children's cartoon and i was watching some of it but it almost to me just looked like a striped rope and he was helping fish and do things and save people <laughs> my, my stuff, favorite but... is the, the clip where he's blowing bubbles with it but that's <laughs> so, another matter why entirely don't you, why don't you tell us about this new new uh kids kids show in denmark and do you think it could be here shown here in the u.s well, I'll reverse the order. No, it cannot be shown in the U.S. I think a million moms, which are about five people at a kitchen table with a linoleum floor in Mississippi, in Mississippi, <laughs> Tupelo, Mississippi, would go crazy. But um, this is a claymation show. It's called John Dillermond, and apparently Dillermond, D-I-L-L-E-R-M-A-N-D, is slang for penis in Denmark, which is kind of like. Uh, if you're in England and they say you're a John Thomas, they mean you're a cock or a, a prick. That's the same. <laughs> <laughs> There's slang all over the world for, for all these things. So this is um, a lighthearted look at ha helping children to come to grips with the questions they have about their bodies and about changing. And it's meant to just, you know, basically be reaffirming. So John Dillermond can use his Diller. I think that's the way they shorten it. Yep. Um, 
he can make it into a diller copter so he could use it as a rotary blade he could make he could blow bubbles with it there it's insane it's so you know claymation has that certain look to it like chicken run and a few other movies that you might remember or wallace and gromit in particular um it aired it started airing and um according to the network that produced this via another article it's already a hit because it had over two hundred thousand um people watching it I thought about that for a minute and I thought, well, is that really a hit? And then I realized that we're talking about Denmark. So we're not dealing with the U.S. audience or the audience of a major, you know, larger country. So it probably is. it. And I'm betting that like Pee Wee's Playhouse, a large number of adults are tuning into this one. Right. Why do you think the Europeans are so much? um, They're not as hung up about than we are. Well, Well, look, a bunch of Puritans got in a boat and sailed our way. To yeah. get away from but whatever we're going, they're like, you, you go ahead. Now we'd have loosened up a little bit. No. Oh God, no. <laughs> <laughs> My God, no. Um. So yeah, it's uh. He he rescues babies from cars. He can hoist up a flag with his diller. I mentioned the diller copter before, but it's meant to have children. Um. And it says here in the series, we recognize young children's growing curiosity about their bodies and genitals, as well as embarrassment and pleasure in the body. So. It's meant to kind of demystify and everything. I don't know that. Uh, I I think that we'll have pushback when we see kids trying to do something like, you know, like John Dillerman does. <laughs> well, did you see some of the kids they showed on social media? They were doing snowmen and they had Dillers coming out, <laughs> long Dillers in the yard. Which I love that one. Yeah, but to me, it didn't look much like a much like a penis, more so than yeah, a, it a long like row, a row. But I get the. Except there's one picture I'm looking at that was put on Twitter, and it's John Dillerman is. Uh, doing something with a barbecue like either putting it out or and he's squatting down <laughs> and his the rope thing is going all the way holding up some kind of bottle of water over a charcoal grill and and you're like oh yeah okay so there you go <laughs> it has to be seen i think before we critique before it's thrown off the edge it needs to be seen maybe it's the most charming thing as i said maybe it's like watching a penny cartoon on Wee's. well Arthur. exactly you, you got that perfectly so so check out john dillerman so, uh, hey, we, at uh, at the start of the show, we mentioned Critics' Choice Video. They've been with us since the start here on TFG Unbuttoned. If you go to focusgroupradio.com, you can click on the Critics' Choice Video logo and start shopping away. It's America's classic movie and TV authority since 1987. They have lots of great things there to find. And uh, whether it's movies or it's uh, some of your favorite TV shows, and uh, there's music and uh, all kinds of other items as well. And John always says that uh, you can get lost in these websites in terms of start shopping and dig deep into their catalog. Did you? Uh, did you see? Oh, you don't have week? to get too lost this week. They're having a sale that I. I What's your I sale this week that you love? The sale is a National Film Registry sale. So these are films that have been, you know, nominated and or are part of the National Registry. And it's things like the Ten Commandments, To Kill a Mockingbird, Going My Way. Oh, the, ten, the Ten Commandments. Yeah, yeah. Schindler's <laughs> List. And then my I, my eye drifted to a movie that you know I've I've never watched this all the way through. I'm, I I think Bob might have. Um, it's called Judgment at Nuremberg, and it was from 1961. I remember it being in black and white. Spencer Tracy, Burt Lancaster, Marlena Dietrich, Maximilian Schell, Montgomery Cliff, Judy Garland, Richard Widmark. I mean, it's a powerhouse cast. Oh my gosh, and it's obviously. If you know about Nuremberg, it's 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 the trial for the for the Nazis that were captured at the end of World War II to stand you know trial for their crimes. Seems interestingly appropriate after what happened at the Capitol, right? <laughs> 
And of course, other movies in the National Registry uh, sale, which I highly recommend, would be Chinatown. Uh, I, I can't say enough great things about Chinatown. I love that movie. Um, Coal Miner's Daughter. So, wow. lots to check out. I, I also recommend, if you're a Critics' Choice video, uh, their website, upper left corner, you can request a catalog. It comes every five or six weeks. I personally love the nonlinear aspect of just flipping something open and, and seeing pictures and reading text and saying, I think I need to get that. I mean, that's the way they get me, right? <laughs> so, uh, also, be sure to check out our show, The Focus Group, on Wednesdays from 1 to 2 p.m. East um, Standard Time on YouTube or Facebook Live. And of course, focusgroupradio.com is where you can find out more about uh, Tim and myself any time of the week, including all our media is there. So you can tune in whenever you like if you're a time shifter. So thank you so much for spending time with us today. Uh, be safe, mask up, and we'll see you in the new week. It's the Focus Group Unbuttoned with Tim Bennett and John Nash. Available every Tuesday. Learn more about Tim and John, Unbuttoned, and all of the Focus Group platforms at focusgroupradio.com.